Lewis Goodall on LBC. Text 84850. We're talking about uh, Britain's accession into the uh, Trans-Pacific Trade Pact. Got any thoughts on that? 0345 6060 uh, 973. But first, news not from the Pacific or across the Pacific this time, but the Atlantic and the long, the longest tail of the Trump and the post-Trump presidency imaginable. Donald Trump's history as president, of course, is a series of ignominious firsts, both from before his presidency, during his presidency, and now after his presidency. He, of course, holds the notable distinction, let's put it that way, of being the first president to be impeached twice in just four years. He can now add something else onto that litany. He is now the first president former president, president sitting or former, to be indicted, i.e. charged with a crime. He's not convicted yet, of course, but it does mean that American authorities believe he had, there is enough evidence that he might be. Let's talk to Simon Marks, LBC's Washington correspondent. Simon, I mean, superlatives, as always, uh, are exhausted with the Trump presidency, but this really is quite a moment, isn't it? It is a very dramatic moment. There's no doubt about that, Lewis, and you're absolutely right to dwell on it. And I think that, in a way, Donald Trump has made history here uh, twice in the last uh, few hours, because not only is he now uh, the first sitting or former president to be facing criminal charges and the prospect of a trial in that New York courthouse in several months' time, but he's also the first former or sitting president already to be running for re-election to his old job to be facing criminal indictment. And that is why I think you've seen such a visceral response uh, from Republicans uh, who are not defending Donald Trump's conduct, but they are painfully aware uh, that he remains the most powerful figure within the Republican Party. He's the clear front-runner in the race for the party's presidential nomination in 2024, ahead of all the other declared candidates in that field, but also ahead of the presumed but as yet undeclared candidates, people like Governor Ron DeSantis of Florida and former Vice President Mike Pence, widely presumed to be planning to try and uh, knock Donald Trump uh, off his perch as the most favoured uh, Republican candidate among likely Republican Party primary voters. And uh, that, I think, is why you're seeing such uh, vehement condemnation nation by Republicans of the prosecutor in this case, uh, Alvin Bragg, the district attorney in Manhattan. Uh, They accuse Alvin Bragg of election interference, interference in the 2024 presidential campaign, nascent as it is, because, of course, last November, uh, Donald Trump made that very early declaration of his intention to run for the presidency again. And at the time, you know, when we covered that, we surmised that one of the reasons why he was throwing his hat into the ring so early was in order to to try and, if not hobble, then certainly slow some of the investigations that were underway against him and to complicate uh, the terrain for prosecutors because it is a big decision to indict uh, the front-running candidate in an ongoing presidential race. And given the scale of the intensity uh, of Republican reaction that we've seen over the last few hours, in response to, let's be 
honest, some pretty thin prosecutorial gruel here. The payoff of uh, $130,000 to uh, adult film star Stormy Daniels. Uh, well, imagine how uh, prosecutors in places like Georgia mm. must be thinking as they weigh up much more serious charges of election interference against Donald Trump or the Department of Justice investigations that are underway into his alleged mishandling of classified documents and, of course, into uh, his uh, instigation of the riots on Capitol Hill uh, on January the 6th, uh, two years ago. I mean, all of those investigators who have not yet brought charges against Trump are today getting a preview of the crosshairs in which they will be placed by Republicans if they, too, go after him with criminal charges. And Simon, of course, there has been much speculation because we've sort of known this might be coming for some time. There's been much speculation in the American press suggesting that on some level Trump might welcome this, that he might want it, that it puts him, keeps him in the spotlight, that he can, he can tell this yarn of his being victimised, of his being, there being witch hunts, of his being the centre of a kind of Democrat conspiracy and so on. I mean, how likely do you think that is? Because on the one hand, yeah, you can see that, but on the other hand, being indicted, it's hardly ideal, is it, for a potential presidential candidate? Well, it's not uh, ideal, of course, and uh, under any other circumstances were it any other uh, presidential candidate, I think we would immediately be writing off their chances of securing the party's uh, nomination. But uh, as we, if we know one thing about Donald Trump, uh, it's that he's not like any other politician in the United States uh, now or before. Uh, and because he has galvanised his supporters so effectively, uh, he poses a very uh, substantial threat uh, to this uh, prosecutor. I mean, we're already seeing sort of a ring of steel put in place around that courthouse where he'll be arraigned when he surrenders to authorities next Tuesday. Uh, the Trump team had made it absolutely clear that Donald Trump was relishing the idea uh, of uh, perhaps a perp walk, uh, of being seen to walk into that courthouse. We've heard within the last uh, couple of hours or so that an agreement has been struck uh, so that he won't be uh, handcuffed when he appears in court, but we're not yet clear on issues like will he be fingerprinted? Will there be a mugshot? I mean, you can imagine uh, the cultural impact of something like that. Take a listen to what one of his lawyers uh, said a little bit earlier today, Joe Takapina, uh, who relayed uh, Donald Trump's immediate reaction to the news that the indictments were coming. He initially was, was shocked. After he got over that, put a notch on his belt and he, uh, you know, he decided we have to fight now, and and he got into a you know a typical Donald Trump posture where he's ready to be combative on on something that he believes is an injustice that endangers the rule of law for all Americans. Today it's Donald Trump. Tomorrow it's a Democrat. Uh, the day after it's uh, I don't know your friend. Uh, the day after that it's you or me. So he's absolutely portraying Donald Trump as going into full battle mode, and everything that we've heard from Mar-a-Lago over the last few weeks, as it's become clear that this indictment may may have been in the pipeline, was that Donald Trump was actually quite looking forward to the battle because he thinks it's further going to solidify support around him in these early stages of the race for the Republican Party's presidential nomination. It's also important, Lewis, to underscore, even if he's convicted of these charges, that doesn't necessarily legally derail his presidential campaign. No. There's nothing in US law that says that he couldn't carry on running. And, and briefly, Simon... <laughs> This raises a prospect, doesn't it? Because the wheels of justice in America move slowly. This raises the prospect that this trial could be happening during the 2024 primaries, if not the actual election season itself. 
Yeah, absolutely. I think that is the nightmare scenario for many people looking in on this, including some Democrats uh, who are privately questioning the wisdom of taking this action against Donald Trump because the wheels of justice in New York do not move very rapidly. It will be months, possibly longer, before this case comes to trial. By then, we're in the middle of the US presidential election campaign. And imagine a situation, sort of a split-screen moment, with Donald Trump going on trial in New York City uh, and his prosecutors and Department of Justice officials being hauled up before investigating committees of Congress, perfectly possible now, Republicans control the House of Representatives, and being uh, ordered to explain why they have engaged in the political persecution uh, of a man who by then may well be the Republican Party's presidential candidate. This is going to be an absolutely unholy mess if that's the way things play out. Simon Marks, LBC's Washington uh, correspondent, keeping us up to date with the never-ending travails and the travails of the post-Trump uh, presidency. Obviously, one will be keeping an eye on.